Have you ever looked at someone and said, boy, I'd like to have what they have? Man, I'd like to live like they live. They get so much cool stuff. But you really don't know the backstory, do you? Let's talk about it today on Kingdom Speak. Welcome to another premium episode with Pastor Daniel McKillop. That's it. Welcome back, everyone. It's been a whole week. Mm. I was going to ask you, how long has it been since? It's been a week. It's been a week. And it's been a week. <laughs> you know, some weeks feel like more than seven days. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, they do. They do. How many days has this week been for you? Oh, man. Talk to us about it. I'm yeah. weak. It's, um, it's Friday, and today is a good Friday. That's right. Every, every Friday is good Friday with Kingdom Speed. Oh, yeah. You look good today. Yeah. You look good today. We really should um, prop up producer Randy. Oh boy! How does how do how do you oh think boy. producer Randy looks um, today? <laughs> you know, to save him some, I don't know, solicited messages. Yeah, of sympathy. I'm just gonna say he looks like he looks. He yeah. Well said. Yeah. It's kind of like the guy that was um, selling the the horse that was blind. Okay. And, and he advertised. He advertised that he had a horse for sale, and he said it doesn't look too good. <laughs> Are you saying I'm blind? <laughs> and so the guy came to get the horse. He said, I don't care, man. I don't care what it looks like. Just I want it. So I'm just telling you, it don't look too good. And so he, on the way out, the horse ran right into the side of the barn. He said, come on, man, this horse is blind. He said, I told you, doesn't look too good. Oh, boy. Oh. Wow. Yeah. So am I the horse or am I blind? Well, we just want everybody in our audience to know that when we get feedback, we process it. We... We respond accordingly. You know, on the battlefield of life. Yes. And in the battlefield of the U.S., you know, there are feedback that comes to us. And it gets around to us that goes to producer Randy. Mm -hmm. Particularly in the state of Missouri. Yeah. It comes directly. Ozarkville. Yeah. Yeah. I said battlefield because I was thinking years ago, but... (laughs) Back to the homeland. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, I guess as the fame of the, of this premium, to use your mm. word, podcast, as it continues to, mm-hmm. we got to understand that, that maybe there might be a little bit of break off of support. Yeah. And it seems like yeah. producer Randy's kind of chiseling away at his own support base that seems to get a little, it's a little sore mm-hmm. when we, when we call his hand on things. So we just wanted to start off this episode by saying we love him. He looks great. Um, he missed the, ep- he missed the, 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 the whole thing on the shirts. Blue check but, day. Hey, yep. That's yep. Okay. He shows Besides up with pinstripes. Yep. He's doing good. You guys won't talk to me. You gotta talk to me guys. <laughs> yeah. 
got a doc. We love you, producer Randy. Thank you. There, now that we get that off our chest. <sighs> I mean, it only took us four minutes. Yeah. So the reviews are going to be great on this already. And there's a great amount of people out there who are saying, what are these right. guys even talking about yeah. right now? Yeah. So I th- we, what we really feel is that producer Randy was paying people to. Yeah. Basically a coup. Yeah. So, Basically. you know, uh, take it easy on them. So Just natural support. We're going to take it easy on you. Yeah. You know what? I could. There's other feedback we're receiving yeah. about yeah. Team Speak. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's move on to that feedback. Yeah. So a five-star review from Apple Podcasts says this. It is such a blessing listening to a podcast like Kingdom Speak. Without fail, I find a nugget of faith or revelation in each episode. And that is from Preacher's Boy on Apple Podcasts. Awesome. Thank you for the feedback. We appreciate it. We read it. Every review rate. That's right. Take the time just to give us a rating. That's great. Every review. Every (laughs) one. Every one of them. We appreciate those. It's unbelievable. What we it love does to me. your it's feedback. Oh, no bad. matter what it says, we love it. And we read it. And share it. <laughs> and share it. <laughs> <laughs> have, have, we, have we told him recently we love him, don't we? Oh. He is. Oh. Let me All ask, right. Let, let me ask you this. Our, He's the best oh. producer we've ever had. Oh, never mind. Go ahead. Were you about to share a scripture? Is that what it was? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, no. We'll hold everything up. Yeah. Let's go. go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Let the spirit use you right now. Move on. I feel a door opening. Go. Oh my! This is great. This is great fun. What a way to wrap up the week. Yes, absolutely. As we were preparing for this, I wrote this down. What we're going to talk about today is something that will make you, right? It will it will make you a success mm-hmm. or it will kill you. Okay. I didn't think it was that serious, but uh, no, but think about it, right? It's we're talking about abundance today. Yeah. And, you know, it'll either make you fly apart. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Combust and never be seen again. How many um how, let, let me let me let's do a little little feedback loop here. I wish we could hear everybody that's listening to us right now, but we're we're gonna we're gonna start something and we want you to you to finish it. Mm. Okay. See if this connects with anybody. You ready? Here we go. In sickness. Your turn. And all right, he doesn't have he doesn't have the script. Go ahead, finish. What is it? In sickness and in health. All right, I get right. it. I get it. You got mm-hmm. it. Okay. Here's another one. Good. In abundance mm-hmm. or in want. Ah, okay, okay. So mm-hmm. you still are married, aren't you? Mm-hmm. I remember. <laughs> you remember that? I remember those words. He listens. You to know, <laughs> we we hear those and we 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 kind of go through those in 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 marriage ceremonies but it's like we're all galloping towards the the moment when the groom greets the bride mm-hmm. like hey yeah mm-hmm. or however you greet the bride <laughs> <laughs> i didn't do it that way you didn't no my grandfather used to tell the story years ago that they, they would all also say you may salute the bride 
Really? Yeah. And there was a there was a guy exactly. That's exactly what happened. A literal. Literally. Oh my. There was a boy from from the war, and the minister said, "Now you may salute the bride." <laughs> Nothing romantic about that. <laughs> what do you guys? Can I pull you to? What do you guys think of the traditional vow versus these ones that people write? You know, and it's just a big monologue of cotton candy. Yeah. Adam, yeah. When I first saw you, yeah. it's like, oh man, I'm not a fan. No, I'm not a fan. No, I like the tradition. A vow should have a bit of teeth. Yeah. It's it's, yeah, it's it's a bit weird. What do you yeah. think, Randy? Yeah. yeah. Not that kind of teeth. <laughs> Thank God we don't have a camera on him today. I'm afraid he might oh have got that. <laughs> he might have got that. The best you would get is a salute if you did that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's right. Ain't Clicking nobody the heels that. together. You know what we'd have at that moment? Another case of the runaway bride. Oh, she gone. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Uh, we got to get on with this. Uh, <laughs> you guys have, hot. have we started recording yet? I don't no. know. No, we're Jim. We're in show prep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, abundance is a part of those vows. Right. And, and, and kind of book ending, everything that will happen to you in a relationship happens within the scope of abundance or want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're, you're bound and determined to see both. You are. You'll, you'll experience both. To mm. one degree or another, it appears like life kind of deals some people mm-hmm. maybe a little tougher blow yeah. than others. But but really, at one point or another, in every relationship that you have, you will experience both abundance and want. Mm-hmm. And the perils. Okay, if you if you're going to have a successful relationship. Mm-hmm. You've got to get to the place where you say, and you mean it, I'm getting into this relationship, and the moment that I've been weighed in the scales and found wanting, mm-hmm. I'm not bolting from this relationship. Right. I'm, I'm here for the long haul. Well, and you you have the the gold standard in your mind of someday we're going to you know own a home. Sure. Maybe a retirement sure. home. We're going to travel. Have a family. Have all these possessions. Sure. Everybody has that. Yeah. Right. And and everybody's definition of abundance is unique. That's yeah. right. For That's sure. That's right. Yeah. In fact, what North Americans would experience as want mm-hmm. for a lot of third world countries oh, is abundance. Right? That's right. So, yeah, you're right. You're right. The fact that the clutch went in the car, yeah, um, it, that, that might leave you wanting for a day or two, mm. depending on where you're at. But compared to the guy that's never had a car, at least you have a car that'll blow up a clutch. At least, yeah, <laughs> you, at least you've got something that that you need to change the Man, clutch. That in. is so true. Like when you talk in terms of possessions, we get so wound up about stuff that the majority of the world is like, "Why is that guy wound up?" Which is another whole episode, but. Yeah, okay. The materialistic but side of us. Totally. Man, like, but I think this is important. That's why um, Luke says it, and you've got it there if, if you want to read it, that they came yeah. to Jesus. Yeah, Luke 12. Let's, let's read it. Let's yeah. read it. Unless you're driving down the road in your car. Luke 12, 13. And one of the company said unto him, Master, speak to my brother. 
that he divide the inheritance with me? And he said unto him, Man, who made me a judge or a divider over you? Yeah. And he said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness. For a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things in which he possesseth. Oh, abundance of things. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I, I kind of find this humorous when... Um, Okay, the perils of want. Let me say it this way. The perils of want are kind of self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. You don't have enough food. Yep. Th- that that speaks for itself. If if you don't have the basic mode of transportation covered, that speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. That want speaks for itself. I kind of find it humorous to me when I hear people in North America, and I know we've got listeners from around the world that that listen to us. So Europe, a lot of first world countries, and and they have almost prided themselves in taking um, the oath to poverty. <laughs> yeah. And they still yep. have never wondered what it's like to miss a meal or would in a in a heartbeat get in line for a government check. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's not an oath to poverty. Now, I won't tell you, for this guy, I want abundance. Yep. Yeah, if I get to pick. Now, I'm going to learn to serve God yep. either or. Mm-hmm. Either or. And so in the same way that I'm not ditching my wife and she's not ditching me at the first time that that we may face financial uncertainty and abundance, hopefully if you, if you mm-hmm. stick with us for the next few minutes, is far broader than just financial implications. But in that same way... I've got to get a tenacity that says I'm serving God in abundance and in want. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't come natural. No, no, it doesn't. There's a learning curve mm-hmm. to that. And Paul wrote to the Philippian church about it. Philippians 4. In Philippians 4. Verse 11 says, Not that I speak in respect of want. Not of want. For I have learned... In whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. Yes. I know how both, I know both how to be abased, and I know how to abound everywhere and in all okay. things. You, you get that? There's, there's, there is a response to both of those seasons of life, if you will. Mm. I know how to be abased, mm. and I know how to abound. How to abound. Mm. Now, not everybody can handle abundance. No, that's the truth. Not everybody, okay? Paul's saying, I had to learn right. this. Right. Mm-hmm. What else did he say? I'm instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Hmm. I can do all things through Christ. The context of a scripture that we cherry pick often mm-hmm. as Christians, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. And we almost use it at moments like, I can cast devils out and I can this and I can... But the context of it is learning how regardless of what state you find yourself in in life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's possible to have a ministry that's in want. Hmm. And then to have a ministry that abounds. Hmm. It's possible to have a church that is in want, that goes through a sure. season mm-hmm. of lack, and then have one that abounds. Um, if, if you've got a desire to do something for God, you're a young 
young minister, etc., and it just doesn't seem like you're getting the traction. Don't don't just sit there and waste that space away. Yeah. Learn mm. in that moment how to be content yep. mm-hmm. so that when you get to the abounding portion of your ministry mm-hmm. where everybody's calling you to preach revivals and your calendar is filling up and the altars are no longer barren but they're full, mm-hmm. God can trust you with that. If he can trust you with a bare cupboard, he can also trust you with mm. with abundance. The progression in that. Uh, and 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 yeah. just to say this is that's the context for I can do all things through Christ. Oh yeah, which strengtheneth me. I mean, it's a bumper sticker. It's a tattoo. It's everybody uses the verse. Yes, but the only reason he could do it is because he learned it. He learned it. That's the stuff nobody sees. Right. It's not a default setting. The the progression. If you look at eleven, twelve, and thirteen. He learns, he knows, and then he does. Wow. Very good. So so many people don't even know that they're in need because they think they have everything. When really, they should be reaching for more. Mm. You know? Yeah. But they would never be able to know because they've never learned or tried to learn. Okay, and that that is where, let's, let's let's say this. Sudden abundance, mm-hmm. sudden abundance is equally as detrimental, if not maybe more detrimental mm-hmm. than sudden want. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is what we know. God will supply all of our needs mm-hmm. according to his riches and glory. Yeah, Needs are not a problem. David said, I have never seen the righteous forsaken. That's right. Or his seed bagging bread. So abundance, sudden abundance can break the framework of a man's life if he's not ready to handle it. Mm-hmm. You have seen it where folks unexpectedly, I don't play the lottery, but if they if, if they win the lottery mm-hmm. or they inherit some you know exorbitant amount mm-hmm. of funds that they have no idea how to handle it, those marriages bust up just as quick as bankruptcy busts up marriages. Oh, yeah. Destroys people. Because if you don't know how to handle abundance, mm-hmm. just because you've learned how to handle want doesn't mean you can handle abundance. So it is progressive. It's a journey. Yeah. I, I think our culture is so driven by the uh, instant mashed potatoes, TV dinner world mm. that we want to immediately leave the famine land and step into the promised land without the learning process that brings us there with the ability to handle what's going to be put into our hands. Yeah. As we, I was thinking about this, I thought of a, a real life example of, you know, there are places that, um, uh, music music venues for example where if a band goes into a city and there's not not a stadium that that mm-hmm. they can go into mm-hmm. they will go set up in a field you know they bring the they bring the trucks in they fly the speakers yeah and when you put all those people into that field it destroys the area cuz it's not built to handle the abundance <laughs> right whereas you right. go to Madison Square well Garden said. 
you walk into MSG. It's constructed to handle thousands yeah. and thousands. I mean, I've right. been to New York City and you walk by, it's magnificent to see how, yeah, the building, but how it's built to handle people. Right. And you can pile 50,000 people through there over a couple nights. You know, I think they can see 20,000 or something there. But you put the people through and the building looks great. Yes. Because it's built to handle it. Yes. And that's kind of like the prayer of Jabez. Everybody emphasizes that he, you know, bless me, increase me. (laughs) But but part of his prayer that led up to that was, I want you to increase my capacity. Oh, man. What good is blessing if you don't have the capacity to handle that blessing? So there is a progression Mm -hmm. to learning how to handle abundance. Um, Solomon said it in Proverbs chapter 30. Two things have I required of thee. Two things. Deny me them not before I die. Remove fire from me vanity. Okay. Analyze. Yes. Give me neither poverty nor riches. So here's the the two bookends again. Mm -hmm. Extremism is dangerous. Yes. Yeah, I would agree Mm. with that. Don't give me poverty nor riches. Okay? Mm -hmm. Then he breaks it down farther. Feed me with food convenient. Ah, yes. Lest I be full. Lest I be full. And deny thee and say, who is the Lord? Well. Or lest I be poor and steal and take the name of my God in vain. So either end of the spectrum you go. So you're the guy that's taking the oath to poverty. I'm just telling you, I may be poor, but it's not because I took an oath to poverty. (laughs) I I might have mismanaged my way there. (laughs) But uh, yeah, yeah. I'm after abundance. So I want my ears open. I want to learn. I want to I want to understand this is how I handle yep. abundance. Yeah. Abundance. And if if we if 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 we look at what Solomon says here, if you are poor to an extreme, then it wakes up a thief in you. Oh man. But if you are yeah. so rich that you don't think God's feeding you anything and it's all about what you're feeding yourself, then you develop that arrogant attitude that says, um, I, I, who needs God? Mm-hmm. I've, got, I've got everything that I need. Self-sufficient. And, you know, I, I heard my dad say this a lot growing up. I heard him reference this preaching repeatedly. People seldom backslide in moderation. They always backslide in an extreme. An extreme high, they're so spiritual that nobody can talk to them. Yeah. Or in an extreme low, they're so depressed that nobody can preach enough faith to lift them up. It's either, it's an extreme. <laughs> Gloom, despair, and agony. Right. Yes. Oh, yeah. And I'll never get out of this hole. Right. The objective of a disciple is not that he never has mountain high experiences or never walks through valleys low, but he learns how to be fed with food convenient for him. Mm -hmm. God knows what I need. Mm. He knows what I need. So to just run to the extreme of, you know, uh, we know that the rich man can't be saved because he can't go through the eye of a needle. Well, the poor guy can't be saved either because he's a lying thief. And who said I had to go through the eye of a needle? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. And that's... I'm pretty thin. You know, yeah, if, any, if, if anybody on the show could, <laughs> you could. 
Okay? Yeah. So it's it's a process or a path, if you will, that can lead the child of God from want to abundance. So with all of that context, I'm going to tell you, mm-hmm. I am pursuing abundance. Right. I want it. Right. I want abundance in our church, and I don't believe it's an arrogant, self-centered pursuit. I believe it is a spiritual pursuit. Mm. One that is detailed. Mm. I, I'm, I'm not asking God to give me something I can't handle. Exactly. But it helped me grow into right. what I'm desiring and what I feel you are desiring for me to be a possessor of. Well, what I'm hearing you tell our listeners is you shouldn't be, if you're a listener of Kingdom Speak, if you if you get the sticker on your MacBook, right, or if you get the coffee cup, you shouldn't be the most... And if you ra- don't, you should have. Right, kingdomspeak.ca. Right. It's a great, great, I love that. That was awesome. Good setup. Kingdomspeak.ca is where you buy a Kingdom Speak mug, everyone. Premium. That helps us on our pathway to abundance. Oh, global domination, mm-hmm. actually, as yes. I would rephrase that. Yes. As well, <laughs> you become a Kingdom Speaker at kingdomspeak.ca. So... Yeah. Uh, thank you for that. Um, what I'm hearing you say, if you're if you're a listener of the Kingdom Speak podcast, uh, you shouldn't be the most erratic guy in the office. You yeah. shouldn't be the guy that's yeah. always down, right? Be the guy who's full of energy all the time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You shouldn't be the guy that always needs the lunch bought. Right. <laughs> right. Buy everyone coffee once in a while. Right. <clears throat> the, right. the thief thing intrigues me. I wanted I wrote this down because I wanted to just highlight this so he says if i be poor and steal so does this make sense so if you deny the things that you are supposed to belong to you right so that would be the poor guy saying no no i'm taking the oath of poverty so if you deny the things that are supposed to belong to you mm-hmm. you end up taking things that don't belong to you that don't belong to you well right so you say no no well, I, i'm going to be this pauper dude sleeping Yep. Out on the street. And then you yep. end up doing stupid. Yep. Here's the reality. If you're going to do that, you got to go the whole way. You got to go the whole way. Don't go to the soup kitchen. Oh. And 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 don't get food stamps. Yeah. If, if God's led you for the whole oath of poverty, then the ravens will bring you food, just like the guy we're fixing to talk about brought him food. Go the whole way. And we're going to refer you to Pastor Caleb Adams. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> He'll kick another cow that will, you'll hear Ooh, yeah. mooing Cowboy. in San Francisco. Wow. Abundance overnight is detrimental. Mm-hmm. Abundance over time is attainable. Yeah, I like that. That's good. That's really good. Really good. I think one of the greatest threats to a new marriage is trying to get abundance overnight. That's good. All right. Comparing yourselves amongst yourselves, mm-hmm. looking at the Joneses and saying, man, I, they got a new car and we work at the same place. So if he can afford a new car, mm-hmm. I can afford a new car. And, and don't, don't, don't be like the Joneses. They're on the brink of bankruptcy. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Abundance is attainable. And not just, again, not just financially. Life does not consist mm-hmm. in the abundance of things right that right. you possess but it doesn't mean you can't be abundant that's right all right 
So I want abundance. I want abundance in my marriage. Mm. I want it in our school. Mm. I want it in our ministry. I want it personally yeah. in my ministry. Dare I say we want abundance in this podcast? Yeah, why, for sure. Why, why do you think we keep referring to, we got this this feedback. We, we, we appreciate it. when you, Why? Momentum. It's a path. Mm. We didn't get from where we are, which is nothing compared to where some people are. Yep. But we're a whole lot farther down the road right. yeah. than where we were last year. You don't want to be the guy that when somebody talks to you, they're like, wow, he just sapped all the energy out of me. Yeah. What a drain. Exactly. You know? Exactly. They're dying in slow motion as you're talking to them. It's like, and they're oh. trying to take you on the way. Oh, yeah. Right? Jump on the bus, man. It, yeah. It's painful. Yeah. And, and, and be honest with yourself. It's a special class of people of the which I, I desire not to be affiliated with <laughs> that would be determined to keep producing a podcast. Let's use this because this is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And it's still just us and our wives that are listening to it. And my grandma. <laughs> yeah, and lost. even she doesn't like to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. I've already lost Allie, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. No. Uh, you, anybody that has a desire to do anything starts and if there's not forward motion and momentum you're a special class if you just keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result yeah boy could we ever get sidetracked on that Mm -hmm. the us for and no more you know what i mean yeah yeah like sooner or later you should see abundance somewhere if you're doing it right in some aspect some. of your life not comparing yourself amongst yourself no we're not we're not we're, we're not dropping hundred thousand listeners a month no but we're doing more this year than we did last year yeah yeah you, you see what i'm saying and and not this is not about really and I, we, we got to say this and then get back off that rabbit hole <laughs> climb back up out of that rabbit hole um it's very dangerous to compare yourself amongst yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very dangerous. In fact, the Bible says it's not wise, which means it's foolish. Yeah. Right. So this is not about comparing yourself against what the other guy is doing and trying to come up with a measuring stick of success. This is looking at the path that God has for you and seeing productivity there. How do I get? From lack mm. to abundance. Mm. How do I get from want to abundance? Mm-hmm. That statement that we make in the vows mm. would ring a whole lot more true if 99% of the time, everybody that got married lived in want. Mm-hmm. The reason that we rattle that through and it often flows off the, the tip of our tongue is we know we got a pretty good batting average if we pay attention at all. Yeah. That we'll live in abundance. Not in want. In abundance. So how do I get from the arena of want mm-hmm. to the arena of abundance? And I think that's found in Proverbs. Proverbs 14.4, where there are no oxen, the manger is clean, but abundant crops there it is. come by the strength of the ox. Abundant crops come by the strength of the ox. 
the pathway mm-hmm. to abundance. You ready for the for the unpacking of this a bit? <laughs> Isn't the cleanest trip? It involves work. Yeah. <laughs> Those work boots. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're awful muddy. Somewhere between want and abundance, it's going to get messy. Mm-hmm. And the safest thing to do is just never cast a vision. The safest thing to do is just never make yourself available for ministry. The safest thing to do is just keep the ox out of the farm and the manger is empty and clean and swept and orderly and organized and everything is pristine and predictable. Mm -hmm. But you will live and die in a pristine environment. You're going to starve to death. But if you want abundance... You have got to have an ox. Hmm. It is the strength of an ox that brings in the abundance of crop. Hmm. But it's dirty. No ox, clean crib. Yeah, it looks good. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's always visitor friendly. <laughs> oh, so you're going to apply this to churches. <laughs> well, seems how you brought it up. That's right. Right? There's nobody here that's going to say a bad word to you. Oh, no. Because there's nobody there. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so I tell you what, I got a clean church. Yeah, but there's nobody in it. <sighs> so if you want abundance, you've got to start letting that ox work in the dirt all day long, mm-hmm. come home. You got to feed him. Mm-hmm. He walks in the manger, and his 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 hooves are dirty. Mm-hmm. He is he is a sweaty, lathered mess. Yeah, but you look beyond the mess at the potential for the abundance, and you don't kill the ox. Yeah, yeah. and you don't fire the ox. Yep. right. Let him go. Sometimes yeah. you got to put up with the stink of the ox. Sometimes you got to put up with. He's he's slow. Everything about the ox. There's nothing. There's nothing. Um, okay, he he's not a horse. He he doesn't have that that streamlined muscular tone where he has speed and agility. And there's there's no oxen at the Kentucky Derby. No. Right. But that horse isn't going to bring you in. An abundance. There is something about that beast of burden that just plods. Mm-hmm. He's not flighty. He's not erratic. Steady. He's not intimidated to overperform. When he comes up against a little knot in the field, he just leans into it, mm-hmm. pulls the plow through it, mm-hmm. treads out the corn, and over time, over time, abundance is reaped because of the ox. Uh, do you think there's any coincidence <laughs> to the fact that the ox is a type of the ministry? Man. So good, man. Yeah, let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor. Yeah. Especially they who labor. In the word and doctrine. Yes. For the scripture saith, Thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth out the corn, mm. and 
the laborer is worthy of his reward. So the oxen is a type of the ministry. Mm. The, the, greatest, the greatest asset to a new Christian's walk with God, and they got to get this understanding, you don't just need to hear preaching. Mm. You need a pastor. Mm. Kingdom Speaks, not your pastor. Whoever else on YouTube you're listening to is not your pastor. You need an ox that can lead you. Mm-hmm. Now, now listen, I've, I've, I've mentioned this to our local congregation. We, if we can ever get back to a hint of normalcy, mm-hmm. we'll once again have conferences and youth camps and youth retreats and marriage retreats and men's outings. And all of these things are central. But Friday nights of, of mass mm. choirs and, and everybody from a number of churches gathered together, special speaker preaching the lights out, mm. those are not the moments to pr- produce abundance. Oh, so true. Those are racehorse Kentucky, Der- Kentucky Derby moments. They're great. They are yeah. whipped cream and cherries to the Christian Sunday. Mm-hmm. But do you know what really produces abundance? Whatever night your midweek Bible study is. And you come in there and your man of God steps to the pulpit. And he just Mm, starts plodding through the field of your life. Yes. Overturning the stumps, breaking down the clumps of the fertile soil, casting the seed, and over time, he's literally, what you don't understand is Tuesday night after Tuesday night or Wednesday night after Wednesday night or whatever your night is, Sunday morning after Sunday morning, he is literally leading you from the dregs of of wanton normalcy to abundant supernatural attainment. And it's not a race. It's, it's, It's not some... It's a process. It's a process. It's a process. It is a process. And over time, a little becomes a lot. Yeah. Yeah, there's a great book about that called The Slight Edge. So awesome. Same principle of just residuals. So oh, yeah. Slowly. Compounding. Slowly. Compounding interest. Slowly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That works everywhere. That works in the ministry. That works in a Christian's life. That works. Investments. Man, that works everywhere. All you got to do, uh, I saw on our social media, somebody was commenting about um, biking. And they said, man, I wish I could bike for hours on my bicycle like missionary Craig Sully. And he replied to them. Oh, did he really? Because <laughs> the guy was like, I'm <laughs> at 15 minutes and I'm gassed. And he replied and said, all you got to do tomorrow is 16 minutes. Next day, 17 and don't stop. <laughs> uh, right? Well, the if you don't stop, you don't lose. The process. The that, process. That's it. So there's 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 a story that when you get when you get kind of diving into the whole concept of abundance. Um and that is the story of Elijah. And it's a, it's a fascinating. You know, Elijah marches onto the pages of scripture. 
with his finger pointing at the king of Israel. And he's calling him out, man. Boy, they were off the rails. Bad off the rails. Bad off the rails. Off the rails. I mean, we prophetically knew this was happening from the time when God spoke to Moses, reiterated it with Joshua. Mm. When my people go into the land that I've promised them, and if they get in there and forget it was me that brought them out Mm -hmm. or begin worshiping other gods, I am going to make it stop raining. That's a big deal because the promised land would drink up the favor of God, which was expressed in rain. Probably nobody even ever thought it would get to that. Evidently not, because they totally ignored that that was going to happen. Yep. They're living in the land of abundance, and they start worshiping another God. And so God sends a preacher named Elijah to come in, confront Ahab, and say, it's not going to rain for three years. Oh, and by the way, I'm Elijah. Here's my business card. <laughs> <laughs> Look me up on socials. Yeah. 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 What a way to introduce your ministry. Yeah. Okay. Slowly, abundance begin to, okay, retroactively return to wantonness, mm-hmm. lack, famine, drought. Pretty soon, Elijah's sitting by a brook that's drying up because he preached it dry. That's right. Then he goes to the widow's house and says, man, I, I, I hate to do this, but God told me you need to give me the last bit of meal that's in the bottom of the barrel. That wouldn't be awkward, would it? <laughs> Put yourself in Elijah's shoes. He preached and prophesied the message. That brought the drought, and now you're going after the last bit of meal in her barrel. Like if you have ten nuggets, I don't. I'm not even the kind of guy that'd be like, it'd be like, oh, give me a nugget. Yeah. You know. Now, if you offer me one, I'll take it. Yeah. But think about the position that Elijah's in at that moment. Think about that. <laughs> in a drought. In a drought. Yep. And so he takes. This now, I mean, we, we can't we can't talk about this story without highlighting the provision. And the provision was that every time she went back to the barrel, yeah, there was enough meal That's in right. the bottom of the barrel that her and her son continued to eat and survived mm. throughout this time of lack. So they had abundance, even when. It was a time of wantonness. It's incredible to me that rain, (laughs) when you lose the rain, eventually you're going to run out of food. It's all tied together. He doesn't have to cut your food off. Wow. Well, and that's associated, and, and, and that is a discussion for another day. Yeah. But that's the primary difference between Egypt and the promised land. Yep. Egypt was watered by irrigation methods, and the promised land was watered by rain. That's right. So when you're living in the promised land, you got to keep one eye on the sky. Mm, I had to choose. Oh, yeah. The way I would go. Promised land's not a land of pumps Mm. and priming. It's a land of flowing, but you got to live right. 
So Elijah is now, let's, we really don't have time to unpack all of this like we should, but Elijah is now nearing the end of the three years, okay? Calls all of Israel to the top of the mountain. He said, now it's time for you guys to make up your mind. Who's God anyway? He calls them to a point of decision. Because if we're going to change, if we're going to get back to abundance, then we've got to fix what drove us back to wantonness. That's right. We need some rain. We need some rain. Yep. But the only way you're going to get rain is answering the question, who's God? Mm. And if you still think it's Baal. Oh, and so many people who are starving to death. Right. They ask for food. They don't ask for rain. (laughs) They never go back to the point of the whole problem they're in in the first place. You just need to get the God of rain to open the windows. Oh. And you'll have everything in your life. We got to have the rain. He sets the whole thing up. They start trying to get God's attention, their false God's Mm -hmm. attention. Doesn't work. They dance, they scream, they beat the drums. They start afflicting themselves. Finally, he said, I think he's on vacation. He's not going to respond to you. And he looks at, now Elijah's the ox, okay? He looks across the landscape of every Israelite there who is probably at that moment looking at him with a bit of a, mm, I don't know about this guy, mm-hmm. okay? You're the guy that three years ago came out of obscurity, shut the tap off, now we're all dying. And he looks at them and says, go get some water. (laughs) Just like one bottle full, right? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Barrels full of water. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, again, this is all about getting back to abundance. When you have backslid into a state of lack, how do I get back? You have to begin confronting idolatry. You've got to start listening to the ox, even when it doesn't make sense. Do you know where I could find some water? Wise guy. So true. No water up here on the top of this mountain. Where, where, where pray tell? I can't even go to the brook. It's dry. Go find it. If you'll listen to the ox at that moment and confront the idolatry, and the 450 prophets of Baal, mm-hmm. I think we there might be a strong chance that we could get back into this, this abundance thing. Something there, yeah. There's 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 there, there's a door creaking that if if we can get it, there's a tap loosening in a heavenly realm, and water's gonna run again, and rain's gonna fall again. And somebody bought in enough to go lug water. Now you notice you notice this. I don't think it's it's just it's just Intriguing to me. Fire fell before rain did. Yeah. The God who answers by the, fire. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And at that moment, he looks at those guys and says, round up those 450 prophets of Baal. We're going to go ahead and kill them. 
Now go back to Proverbs. Where there is no ox, things are clean. Mm-hmm. But where there's an ox, the strength of an Elijah at that moment, things are going to get messy before they get abundant. Get <laughs> I rip up some soil. Right. Yeah. Right. And he slays 450 prophets of Baal. And then he looks at Ahab, the very guy that three years ago he said, it's not going to rain. And he says, you better, uh, you better start course correcting because I hear mm-hmm. the sound of, of an abundance, abundance yeah. of rain. Do you, know that, do you know there's a sound to abundance? Mm-hmm. You hear it before you even visualize it. You hear it before you realize it. There is a sound to abundance. And so you need to be able to adjust your position mm-hmm. strategically when the ox says abundance is fixing to happen. We are, we are officially moving back from lack mm-hmm. to abundance. What a transition from saying, well, there'll be enough in the barrel. There'll be just enough. We'll scrape by, literally. Yeah. How many people are living like that? Yeah. I'm not interested in living. Scraping by. Emotionally, just scraping by. And and what brought it it back was just a casting away of idolatry. Yeah. Yeah. Just a complete and total recommitment to the only God. That's it. That's it. I'm not flirting around on you anymore. I'm not, I'm not, no, you're God and there is no God beside you and you will supply all my needs. Yeah. And, 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 and I, I, the moment you start talking that way, living that way, returning that way, I don't care if you've walked away from God years ago. Mm. The moment you start coming back, you get ready, get in position. There's a sound. There's a sound associated with it. I think somewhere in Acts it says somewhere maybe about like the second chapter or verse thereabouts. Thirty. Uh, even sooner. Start at the top, mm-hmm. and suddenly, yep, there came yep. a sound from heaven. From heaven, there's a, there's always an a sound. There's always a sound of abundance before a realization of abundance. Hmm. How many times have we seen this with even new ones that have come into the church and they lock themselves into the church and the pastor and everything just starts seemingly coming together yeah, and things begin to grow even financially in their life. Sure they do. They start to, to reap of that abundance. Very true. And I mean, to the casual observer, it just seems like things are falling out of the sky. Yep. And they are. <laughs> and it is no coincidence. Yeah. Right. Things are falling out of the sky. Right. Yeah. You put God in his rightful position. Man. Everything begins to return. Yep. Everything. But, but don't forget. Kick what, the idols out. Right. What you did to make, make right. it. No, that's it. That's it. So you need Elijah and you need to kick out. You've got to build some altars. Mm-hmm. You've got to tear some other ones down. Yeah. And, and you've got to have that ox. And you got to be willing to go through a mess before you reach abundance. Mm-hmm. You have to. And so 
after he tells Ahab that, he runs to the top of the mountain with his servant, and he says, go look. Comes back, says nothing. Go look. Come back, says nothing. Go look. Seven times. And then he comes back, and what does he say? Well, he says something about there being a cloud. Yeah. The size of a man's hand. Yeah, that's not very big. That's pretty small. I go, go with the largest man's hand you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I have large hands. Yes. yes. <laughs> I was calling. Sorry, my American friends. I just oh. did. Yeah. It, it had to be a bigger cloud than that. <laughs> a small orange yeah. cloud. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's not a real big yeah. sign. Mm-hmm. And what does he say? Get ready, Ahab. Get down that the rain... Stop, Stop thee not. <laughs> thee not. <laughs> and it came to pass. Yes. In the meanwhile. In the, in the meanwhile. Mm-hmm. In the meanwhile. We don't know how long that is. Oh, boy. Nobody can define assuredly how long a meanwhile is. Mm-hmm. But in the meanwhile, it went from one cloud right. in the sky... Right. The size of a man's hand to right. what? Verse 45 says that the heaven was black with clouds and wind. <laughs> it went. Now, I, I've, I've said this before. You know, he was out running this, uh, this, this little cloud size of a man's hand. No, he wasn't. Not no, at he that wasn't. point. <laughs> Not at that point. There was, there was like lots of clouds coming in in a hurry. The only thing moving as fast as his feet was the clouds accumulating in the sky. Imagine the feeling of just being an ordinary Joe. Like, you know what's happening at that point. Right. You know you're about to get it. (laughs) Right. Right. Man. But because Elijah and the children of Israel had had recalibrated in sickness and in health, in abundance and in want, and started to return back to him, God Mm -hmm. opened up the windows of heaven again and allowed it to begin to reign over their life. Wow. And that is what I want in my life. Man, so true, so true. Abundance has a different sound, you know. Oh, and ultimately it feels different. Mm. And, 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 and I want to talk about this as we come to a close. The meanwhile, so in, in the meanwhile, there is, the, we, live, we live a lot of our life in the meanwhile between between lack and abundance, between uh, that word you got at a meeting and it coming to fruition, yeah. the, the, the distance from a calling being placed on your life to the fulfillment of a call, the, the space between an anointing in the house of Jesse to the coronation of a king. A lot of caves, yeah. a lot of running, a lot of meantime, a lot of meanwhile, and that those 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 are the seasons that if you're not careful, you will abort the potential for ever attaining abundance. Hmm. And so you sow and sow and sow and sow in a particular corner of the field, and if you're not careful, you will expect God to give you the return from the corner of the field that you're sowing in. He didn't guarantee you that. Right. He just said that you will reap. Yep. If you'll keep sowing, you will reap. But it may not even be the guy that you're witnessing to that ultimately comes to church. 
could be in another corner. It might be from another corner of the field. Mm -hmm. But one thing I can guarantee you is when you step into that dimension of abundance, he is not going to be a debtor to no man. So there's another another secret here that I think we need to, to look at in Mark chapter 4 that unpacks another way to get more. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. And he said to them, take heed what ye hear. Wow. With what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you. And unto you that hear shall be give shall more be given. Oh, unto you that hear shall more be given. Shall more be given. Hmm. How do you want more? Here, the famine that's going to identify the end day is not a famine of words. We've got more speaking going on now than ever. It's a famine of hearing the word of the Lord, and so without hearing, and not just. Okay, you heard the words I said, but did you hear what I said? So true. Do you understand mm-hmm. what was just said? And if you can understand, unto him that heareth, perceiveth, graspeth, understandeth, unto him shall more be given. That's abundance. If you're gonna if you're gonna get abundance, you gotta have an ox, and then you gotta listen to him. <laughs> what good is the ox? <laughs> right? Exactly. Wow. Wow. Right about now, I think every pastor driving down the road is like honking his horn going, oh, yeah. Stomping his hooves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have to hear and then understand what you're hearing. And if you do, unto that man more is given. And it is then that he says, if you drop to verse 26, and we've got it there in the Amplified. Uh, well, do verse 25. 25 in the Amplified says, For whoever has a teachable heart, to him more understanding will be given. Oh. And whoever does not have a yearning for truth, even what he has will be taken away from him. Wow. Wow. So the people you see that have lost, wow. The the fight and the and the continual pushing for more, for an abundance. And come on, man, we're not, I'm not just talking about more in my bank account here. Right, I want right. I want more revelation of who yes. he is. I want a better grasp of the Godhead, a better grasp of my responsibility as, as an ambassador for the kingdom of God. I want more. The fight for that takes place right on the edge of losing it all. Mm-hmm. Unto him that heareth and understandeth and has a teachable heart, more shall be given unto him. But if he doesn't, even that which he hath shall be taken from him. Wow. You can go from pursuing more to losing it all pretty quick. Pretty quick. I I, I don't want to lose the revelation that I've got so far just because I adopt an attitude that says, well, I've come far enough. If I don't embrace the next dimension of truth, I run the risk of losing the grasp on the revelation that I already possess. Mm -hmm. He'll take it from me. I want, I, I, I want, and I've already said this, but I want it in my ministry. I want it in our church. I want our relationships. I want abundance. 
I want abundance. And so I just I just hope that today somebody who's listening, it, there there may be there may be as he goes on to break this down, a farmer mm. doesn't just cast seed in so, the ground. That's right. Yeah. Go to bed. Go out the next morning, and then just ah, forget it. There's no proof of anything. I sowed yesterday. I mean, come on. I'm doing the right thing. But what does it say that it needs to do? It says, the kingdom of God is like a man who throws seed on the ground. And he goes to bed at night, gets up every day. And in the meantime, the seed sprouts and grows. How it does this, he does not know. How? <laughs> Ooh, that's tough. Oh, So do you, do you know? That sowing is not the only thing you do in the kingdom of God. Sleeping is what you also do. Yes, sir. So, go to bed, get up. Go to bed, get up. Go to bed, get up. And the whole time you're doing that, the amplified mm-hmm. translation there says, and in the meantime, the meantime, <laughs> yeah, yeah, while while you're yeah. going to bed and getting up and going to bed and getting yeah. up and working on the farm and just puttering around, there's a seed that you put in the ground that is beginning to sprout. And as that, in the meantime, so don't abort the process to, 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 to you know, along the path to abundance mm-hmm. by just going, man, I've got this seed in the ground and nothing's ever, you don't know what's going on under the ground. Sleep another night on it. Another year's not going to be the end of your ministry. <laughs> yeah. It, it it just could be that you need to put a little more sleep into it. Get back up again and just now it's going to start sprouting. And when it does, when it begins to grow, do you know what you're going to say? At that moment, you're gonna you're gonna leave the realm of being exasperated because it doesn't seem like anything's happening to going, I just don't even know how this happened. Mm-hmm. He knoweth not how. He knoweth not how. So maybe somebody listening today just needed a little encouragement. That if you find yourself in the land of lack, mm-hmm. follow your follow your man of God. Follow the ox. It's not a racehorse. He may plod along. Listen to him. Grasp what he's saying. Confront the idols that the word of God exposes in your life. Build the altars that you need to build. Go find water when it doesn't even make sense. When the fire falls and he tells you to kill some false prophets, do it all. Do it all and just now you're going to hear the sound of abundance. Get yourself in position. Because it's fixing the rain.